Hey, everybody. Welcome to the introductory podcast episode, I guess, one of the GovTech Advisors podcast. Um, so this episode is going to be focused on who we are, what we do, why we're excited about GovTech, the things that we think are cool in GovTech, coming up in GovTech, and more importantly, how to kind of navigate that, how to work within it and sharing some cool tips and tricks. Um, so fair warning, this is going to be slightly informal. We're Since it's the first episode, we've got some things we've got to figure out. Um, but we're also going to be having guests on in subsequent episodes. We're going to have um, some cool things that we're going to spotlight. And more importantly, and we also are uh, creating a community on LinkedIn. And so uh, we'll have the links in the description. We'll have the links over there. So if you want to come join us after the podcast um, and have a conversation with us about all things GovTech, go over there too. Um, but with that being said, um, let's get to know us. So um, I've already been blabbing away. So Jordan Abramson, the man, the myth, the legend. Why don't you go? Yes. Why don't you take? Why don't you take the mic? Yeah. So good afternoon. Uh, really excited to be doing this. And, and one thing I would add that that uh, I think was a big important reason why we wanted to do this is we want to drive people to GovTech, right? Bring businesses that are bringing solutions to the private sector and kind of try to bring values and say why you should bring it to the public sector. You know, I think a big reason why we we started this and had this idea is, is trying to improve and make an impact, right? At least that's why I'm doing this, I want to do it. Um, so a big part of this would be highlighting and trying to drive private sector businesses into that public sector market and, and having a similar impact. So uh, who I am and why I'm here. Uh, so my name is Jordan Abramson. I am a, the director of sales for a GovTech company. Um, been in government sales for about nine years now. Um, why I'm in government sales and kind of why I'm excited. Most people don't know this about me, but when I graduated high school, my intentions were to be a firefighter. So Clearly, I'm, I'm not here today. Uh, kind of fell into to sales a little bit by accident that uh, when I graduated and was done with school, the Great Recession came out 2008, 2009. Nobody was hiring. Uh, couldn't find a job. Girlfriend at the time, now wife, said, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's move to California. I said, sure, why not? Um, I got a lot of family members and some friends in, in Phoenix where I was born and raised that are firefighters. So I had some ins and some resources to moving to Southern California where you're testing with 50,000 people for a hundred jobs and wow. kind of lost that, uh, that opportunity, that in that I had. So really excited to be in GovTech sales because it's allowing me and affording me that opportunity to make an impact. Um, if you've had side conversations with me this year, you know, that's a big part of what I'm trying to do is make an impact in my personal life, um, driving awareness around the special needs community. I'm, I'm fortunate to have a son with, with Down syndrome. So trying to help, better and, and bring a spotlight to that community, but also trying to make an impact in my overall community, right? Trying to, how can we get government to leverage technology to better us all, right? I think the pandemic is, has shown the need of how, what, how and why we need technology. So that's why I'm here. Um, but Andrew, I'd love to, love to hear why are you here? Well, first off, I love that you wanted to become a firefighter because all of us as kids, we always say, hey, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a police officer. Um, but you actually made a run at it because right? I think there was a time that I wanted to be a cop. Um, but for those of, the, those of you guys that know me, 
uh, I'd make a horrendous cop. It's it's a very good idea <laughs> that I that I, I ended up in sales. Um, so what what was it about being a firefighter that 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 you initially kind of you know ran towards that fire? Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do is I just came out of school. Like I said, my uncles at the time were firefighters. Uh, had some friends that had family members of firefighters. The thing that I loved was. A, you're making that impact. But I think early on for me, it wasn't even so much about that. It was just, I didn't want a job or a career that's, I did the same thing every single day, right? Like get up seven o'clock, whatever it may be, go to the office by eight, punch the time card, right? And do all those different things um, that just didn't interest me, right? Mm -hmm. I, I liked that every call, every situation was, was different. Um, now that I look back upon it, right? And I'm in a different environment, you know, there's, I'm 33 years old, but there's no way in heck I could be a firefighter today. I'm, I'm uh, five years removed from a back surgery and let's just call it what it is. Not been exercising the way I have to do. So now I look back and say, like, uh, I wanted that impact, right? I want to make that impact even today. Um, and I think back then it was just as simple as like, I just wanted a new challenge. And I think that's where I get in sales, right? And every customer in every situation is different. Every, every opportunity is a different conversation. Um, but at that point in time, it was just about like doing something that mattered, but more importantly, doing something that wasn't the same thing every day, single day. Yeah. Well, I, you took the words right out of my mouth because you chose probably one of the best ways to do, to have that variation and to interact with a lot of people because sales is that, um, and you know, doing sales in the government space, it, you're still having that impact and it's, it's funny. And, you know, we, we kind of knew what each other were going to say, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's really cool to hear the story because there's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of the same sentiments about why I'm uh, so passionate about GovTech. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm more focused in the ed tech space um, for, so for those of you guys who haven't done a proper introduction, um, so go me. Uh, my name is Andrew Velker. I am um, a CEO and CRO um, in the education and GovTech space. Um, I have about a little bit over 20 years experience in the telecom, technology, SaaS, you name it, all points in between area. Um, so I've done a lot of things from you know, being on the technical support side to being on the sales side to being on the leadership side to starting something to finishing something uh, to and working with, you know, small businesses, small communities, all the way up to large enterprise uh, businesses to large uh, communities and cities and in, in, in states uh, and working with federal agencies as well, um, which which kind of got me exposure into uh, working with a lot of different people in, in, in understanding a lot more about GovTech and, and Jordan, you nailed it. Uh, it always made me kind of confused where there's all this amazing technology just like spreading all across, um, you know, the private, private sector. So why is state and local governments usually the last place to get all the really cool stuff that's happening every single day? Um, or why are well, they the there's last a lot two? of reasons for that, right? Yeah. I think there's a, there's a misconception about what it takes to sell in the government and, and the work that is, or that they don't have money or they don't have funds, but I don't want to take away from anything we may do in the future around this topic. But I think there's a, there's a lot of different reasons for that. Yeah. So I, that's a perfect segue into if you think, if you're trying to just learn more about how to work in government, 
or why, you know, the trials and tribulations, the pros and cons of doing so, how to navigate it, uh, or new ideas of how to kind of break into it. That's what this, that's what this podcast in the series is going to be all about. We're going to have tips and tricks. And, and we talked a little bit about that at the beginning, um, but it's going to be pretty expansive. Um, and we want to bring a lot of different ideas and people to the forefront. Um, and so with that, I mean, we're, we're going to talk more through that. And um, so this is going to be state, local, communities, towns, parishes, provinces, uh, and all things, all things Maybe in between. Even federal. I think, you know, the last year, mm. you and I have developed some relationships in the federal space that we may be able to, to introduce people to the, the single largest employer in the world, too. So I think we can kind of take this in a, a lot of different directions that can help a lot of, you know, citizens, businesses kind of alike. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's interesting too. And especially with, uh, so we're recording this on March 11th, especially with what happened yesterday um, with the new relief package that got uh, today. He signed it today. Oh, he signed it today. Yeah. I've been on calls all day. 45 minutes an hour ago. Well, there you go. So that in itself is a whole thing to unpack and it's a whole thing, but there's there's aspects not only in that uh, that package, but in in past packages and past things where it's very clear that people recognize spending money on technology, spending money on people and new ideas in order to help our communities and help our citizens. Um, you know, uh, there there's a lot that we can kind of unpack there, um, but. I, uh, I actually wanted to go back because I, as you were talking before about becoming a firefighter, I wanted to ask you a question. What, what was the, the, your first that you can remember, the first government sale you ever had? Do you remember that? Yeah, actually, my uh, company I was at previously, the uh, very first opportunity, like we'll call it big boy opportunity, right, that I, that I got into um, former manager said, Hey, I, I need you to go drive up to central California. You're going to go do a, a presentation for a County up there where, uh, we're just going to talk about GPS and why they should use telematics. I remember walking in, getting set up. He's like, Oh, we're going to sit in the, the town hall. You know, they had that stadium seating type, type, uh, environment. So get set up, go in there. He's like, this is what I want you to talk about. So I want you to drive home. Perfect. Got it. I'm good to go. Not nerve wracking at all with the stadium no, seating, right? This is, like, yeah. this is like eight weeks into it too, right? right so this, yeah, is, yeah. this is truly my first big boy opportunity. Yeah, you got it. this. And, uh, and then say people start filing in. And when they start filing in, like there's people on the left and there's people on the right. Nobody's sitting in the middle. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Hmm. Whatever. So I go through the demonstration, present the value of it, open it up. Hey, you got any questions? And all of a sudden it's back and forth like left side to right side, left side, to right side, left side, to right side. And they're going, they're asking me questions. They're going back and forth to each other. And they said, after the fact, we got through the demonstration. They're like, it's like, what am I missing? Like, why, why was the gap, right? Why were they so, well, that's union, that's administration, mm. right? Like, you know, and, and having that, that conversation, that was a first exposure to government, but also the first exposure to, why right like how we can make a difference how how you kind of convey these these solutions and, and why they should be passionate about it as you're an administrator union that was the very first exposure i had to, to government sales i learned learned a ton um got a great customer out of it as well too but that was really my my first one and 
government sales has let me see a lot of really cool stuff. Um, I remember I had an opportunity to walk into a jail. I got to meet a customer. I had to literally check in as if I was being escorted through the prison. You could see the, the parts where you don't go that way and I'll be exposed to the inmates versus go this way is where the offices were. Had some really good opportunities to just drive up on the Hollywood Hill sign behind the hill, all the way to the very top, overlooking the fence where somebody's watching and tell you to get off the sign when you try to jump up. So I've had a lot of really cool experiences and exposure to things that probably wouldn't have ever been able to do uh, without committing a crime or something like that. So been really cool and interesting. How about you? <laughs> so uh, I have also gotten a lot of exposure from government by not committing crimes, but working with, but that's actually a really unique way. That's probably, uh, that's probably like a Gary V sales tip. Like, Hey, if you want to get the real inside scoop, commit this small crime and then you'll see the inner work. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so the, the one that sticks out for me is a, uh, and probably the reason why I'm so focused on education technology or ed tech or the K-12 space. Um, I got involved with a client um, that wanted to do um, uh, tracking of the school buses. They wanted to have communication with the school buses improved. Um, and it was one of those where uh, the, the really important part was the transportation director was forward thinking and they were very much so on board. Uh, the superintendent um, was very much so on board. And the CTO of the, uh, of the county at the time also was very forward thinking. So that you had like this kind of perfect storm of, of uh, people saying, listen, we have this problem. We don't know how to solve it. Can, you know, how do we, who do we reach out to? Who do we start talking? And so it was a, it was a long process as, as government sales usually are. Um, but it ended up being this really uh, important tentpole type uh, experience for me. Um, but also for, I think the industry, I mean, this was, I mean, 15 years ago, so it was a long, long time ago. And so a lot of those ideas have been fully fleshed out and built upon and people have stood on the shoulders of, um, but at the end of the day, even though the, the technology was cool, I mean, it just did amazing things for the community um, where uh, parents, as we all know, would say, where are my kids? Where is the bus? It's raining outside, you know? And so those questions could be answered a lot more quickly. Um, or when a school bus would drive uh, for a field trip and they still needed to talk to them in the past, they had these, these old uh, 800 megahertz radio systems that would only work within the county. But as soon as they left the county, you didn't have a really good way to talk to them any longer. Uh, and so this allowed them to stay in touch uh, at all hours. So it was, it was cool, and it, but I, I just remember going into the dispatch center of the school system before they used our system, and it, it, was, it was loud and chaotic, lots of calls going back and forth the whole time. And then about two weeks after they implemented our solution and using something, and it was like, you could hear a pin drop because a lot of the questions were already being answered. A lot of the, what, you know, what's your 20, where are you, how far away you are, uh, you know, all that stuff was answered right at their fingertips. Uh, so the stress level definitely went from, you know, um, Wall Street, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the stock exchange floor to basically a library in, in just like a couple of weeks. And it was, it was really cool to see. And it was really cool to see that kind of visceral change pretty quickly. Um, and I was hooked. And so, you know, I've done a lot of things um, since then, um, and smaller projects, bigger projects. But um, I think 
I think that's what kind of got the bug or, you know, um, planted the seed for me. Yeah. You know what I, I kind of now hear you talk a little bit, and I kind of knew this a little bit going into this, but we're coming at this at very two different angles, right? Or two different avenues in the sense that you're very focused on education and public sector in general. And I'm obviously looking at a very diverse or different background, which is public safety focused, right? And kind of looking at that. So I think it'll be a really good compliment here if anybody is looking to jump into anything, right? Public sector, whether it's, you know, a normal state agency, whether it's a sanitation department uh, or whether it's a, an education or a public safety, I think this will have something for, for kind of everybody um, to, to kind of take away from. Yeah. Well, in here's the thing, and I'll be the first one to admit, and I think you would be too. We don't know everything. We're no. not going to have all the answers. Uh, if anything, um, I'm, I'm already kind of questioning whether we're qualified to do this. I'm joking, but the really good part is, is that we know, uh, and we have access to a lot of really insanely smart people, um, that we want to bring on, um, that do know a lot of really, uh, impactful things. Um, so when the experts are needed, which is basically all the time, we're going to bring them on and we're going to have conversations with them. Um, and then, you know, we're going to listen to the community as well. So if there's certain things or certain people or certain ideas you want us to explore, um, as we kind of move forward, we want to hear that too. Um, but I took like a massive D de- so we started going and then I took a massive detour. Um, and then now we're, now we're back. Um, so with what uh, President Biden signed today, um, that's a lot of money. Uh, and it's a lot of money for a lot of people, a lot of entities, a lot of uh, ideas um, that people want to explore with that, with that plan. Um, and so, I mean, I think, uh, Jordan, you, you kind of commented on this a little bit earlier, um, there, there's a lot of people are gonna, that are going to start asking, how do I take advantage of that? How, where do I even go to learn more about that? And so what would you say to those people who are saying, okay, so $1.9 trillion, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, where, where's that money going? Can I take advantage of it? Can I use that for my community? What would you say to them? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, your, your community is, is going to have access to money that it, probably a lot of them need. Right. I know in my, my Southern California community, it's we've been hit very hard by the pandemic. Um, tax revenues are down and things like that. So that's very much needed money. We posted an article yesterday about kind of where to where and what are people getting. It hasn't really been determined yet, you know, how those funds are going to be used. But differently than the CARES funds, this is a uh, they're not being told how they have to use this. Use this as they kind of see fit or needed to kind of fill some of those gaps. But I will also say this isn't the only money that's out there, right? There's still, there's still public and private grants and partnerships and programs out there beyond what, uh, what this, this stimulus program will do in, in addition to what the CARES funds was from 2020. So this is a lot of, a lot of needed money out there, um, but it's not all that's out there as well too. You just kind of have to know, kind of know where to look. Sure, but if we don't know where to look and that was like, you see what I'm doing, I'm kind of threading the needle there. Uh, the next podcast, we're actually going to have somebody on that is an expert at grants uh, and where to find funds and who to talk to and the resources that you may need to, to use in order to find out. So whether you might be in a community and you're trying to figure out, well, how do I get access to those funds? 
Or if you're on the sales side of things and you're thinking, can those funds be used for some of the solutions I want to bring to the community? Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to explore that on the next episode because I think, I mean, $1.9 trillion, that's a lot of money. And so I, and I've already seen a ton of $350 billion of the 1.9 going to state and local in, in government. Yes. Yes. Very, very good point. Um, so how much of that goes where, who can allocate it for what, how do you navigate that process? That's going to be the next episode. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and like I said, um, we're going to be publishing this on all the, the major platforms, Spotify and Apple and all of those. Uh, and then we're also going to be publishing this on LinkedIn Um, And so we will have the links all down below and in the description. So feel free to come follow us. Um, But I'd also say too, like as part of that is we're building, right? This, this, uh, this community, right? I think that was one of the big things I took about this last 12 months for myself is that the necessary uh, importance of community when we're so kind of isolated currently. So, you know, if there are people that you want us to have on, you feel like it'll bring value to the community. If it'll bring value to your, your local local markets or local communities as well too, that you may live in, you know, tag them in, in these posts, tag them in, and add them to the GovTech advisors page. You know, we want to make sure this is a community that provides value for both sales partnerships, as well as local public sector leaders as well too. So if there are people out there that, Hey, this person is important. They're doing it right. They're, they're trying to make an impact kind of like what we're doing today. You know, please feel free to, to tag them in this post. We, we want to make this a, uh, a resource that you guys get value out of. Absolutely. So if you're on LinkedIn already, look for our page. It's GovTech Advisors, uh, GovTech being one word. Uh, And uh, if you are not on LinkedIn or you're thinking about joining LinkedIn, if you just go to linkedin.com forward slash GovTechCast is our our page. And so we'd love to connect with you, learn more about you, share some ideas uh, and help everybody out in the meantime. So with that, uh, I think that wraps up our very first episode. Um, and I can't wait to do more and bring more people on. Jordan, before we depart, you got any parting words or uh, maybe a funny joke? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know about a funny joke, but uh, I'll just say, and so it begins, right? This is, this is episode one. This is, is where it all starts for us. And, and hopefully we continue to build and grow in, in uh and bring value and make an impact, right? That's why I'm in this, right? Let's make an impact. Amen. All right. Well, hey, Jordan, it was good to see you. Uh, It was good to talk. And everybody, I can't wait to share some more ideas with all of you. So until next time, see you guys. Thank you.